Can the person you are presenting to say yes to your offer? This is Greg Ficellia. You're listening to Sales Leadership Radio. I'm the host of the podcast, found on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Can the person you are presenting to say yes to your offer? One of the keys to building momentum quickly in B2B sales is to know who your ideal customer is and to present your offer to them. Now, I've identified 12 mistakes B2B salespeople are making today based on personal observation and my own experience over a 30-year sales career. You can see that list by visiting salesleadershipradio.com. Enter your email address, I'll send you the video. Today I'm addressing mistake number two, failure to identify your ideal customer. You need to know who can say yes to your offer and focus your efforts on putting your offer in front of those individuals. In other words, the decision maker. Don't spend too much time elsewhere. I see people new to sales believing that they're making progress when in reality they're spending too much time talking to the person who cannot say yes, who's not going to forward their message on to the decision maker. You've got to know who the decision maker is and not waste too much time on anybody else. Uh, You know, your message will not flow uphill. If you're meeting to if you're if you're meeting with someone who is unable to say yes to your offer, do not rely on them to take your message and sell it sell you and your offer to the decision maker. That doesn't work very well. Uh, another point here is also don't make assumptions based on titles as roles and responsibilities vary by company. So you really need to do your homework and your research. And often by by uh, industry and often by company as well, so you know exactly who the right person to contact is. So how can you identify your ideal customer and how can you get your offer in front of them quickly and get their attention? Well, you've got to take some time to think through this logically as to who is a great fit for your product or service or your offer. Your product or service is of value to someone. So think through who's a great fit for what you have to offer. If you already have customers, create a profile based on your best customers and think about how you can reach more people like that. What can you learn about your best customers that can be used to create a customer profile or sometimes that's called an avatar? Take some time to think through that and develop that profile. Next, let's look at, I want to talk about just a couple of creative ideas that I've used to place my offer in front of my target customer and get off to a fast start. I've said that a couple of times. When I talk about a fast start, you want to build a pipeline. The objective is to build a pipeline, and you need to, you know, you need to get, obviously, you need customers as quickly as possible to build the pipeline. So I wanted to give you some ideas on how I was able to do that very quickly. I've, on a couple of occasions, I've built new markets, new, new, 
new markets and new sales channels for uh, the the products and services that I sold and I did it quickly because I could make the connection you know what what is it we sell who's who's it a good fit for and I focused on those people and came up with some ideas uh, some tactics that got me in front of more people quickly instead of trying to schedule meetings one by one by one I created some uh, some ideas some tactics that helped me get in front of people as a group and uh, the conversion rates were very high uh, on those on those types of uh, ideas so I just want to go through a couple of these quickly first this is this may sound a little bit old school but a targeted mailing can work very very well you know your prospects are looking for ideas especially ideas that are working for others in in their industry so where I had a customer where I had a had created a great solution and, and they were a customer and happy with the work we were doing I produced samples of the successful work we had created for this company and sent it to the decision maker at another company in the same industry. Now that person shortly thereafter had a leader from her team. Remember I mentioned earlier your message does not flow uphill. She had a member of her team contact me so she had taken the material, found it interesting, sent it to a member on her team who was responsible for for that uh, type of work and that individual contacted me arranged a meeting and shortly thereafter we began what turned into a long-term relationship with this company so that's take that's an example of taking a, a success story with one company and sharing it with another company in the same industry uh, and acquiring a new customer that way imagine how long that would have taken if I had had to just work the phones and send emails and find other ways to get in front of this decision maker the other uh, second idea was what's called a catalyst event I learned this uh, from a gentleman named Bill Davis who runs a a uh, sales and marketing consultancy and he has a program called 100 Days to Abundance and he helps you think through ways to get in front of your customers so what we did we created an event called the catalyst event designed to appeal to my target customers who all enjoyed golf and I found a golf instructor he actually had a driving range a very you know high-tech high high-level driving range in the area here and he did digital swing analysis and also offered club fitting so I came up with a catalyst event I invited my target customers to attend a special event where they would receive a complimentary swing analysis and a session with the club fit expert of course it was free to come no cost I also had a selection of strategic partners so other companies that had products and services that would appeal to my target customer I charged them a small fee uh, to 
I set up a little um, area where, uh, you know, it was like a uh, sort of a trade show area where they set up booths. There weren't many. I, th I can't remember exactly. I think I had four to six strategic partners charge them a couple hundred bucks each for access to my customers for the full day, and that offset my costs to to um, have this event, host this event. And it was fantastic. Uh, the The attendees, uh, they all left knowing exactly what they needed to do to improve their game. And we packaged up everything and, and sent it to them, you know, video of their swing with the, uh, of course they had live analysis with the, with the instructor, but then he packaged everything up. We created a, a DVD at the time with his analysis and gave that to them. Now what worked really great about this and the way to do this properly is during the event I didn't discuss sales at all. But the transition to having a conversation about sales after that was super easy. <laughs> so I was I was able to arrange meetings to uh, sales meetings after the event and my conversion rate was 70%. So it worked really really well. I didn't have to tra travel out and see my prospects one by one I brought them all in they got a lot of value out of it they were able to uh, network with their peers as well so there there was multiple benefits in this for them the next idea was an executive breakfast so in this case the target audience was senior vice presidents in human resources talent management and chief learning officers at Fortune 500 companies. So I created an executive breakfast at a local, to, to my prospects, a local to them, five-star hotel. And I had our CEO come out and share his vision for the founding of the company, how he stood it up, and share the value proposition and be available, of course, to answer questions. So it was a chance to meet our CEO, learn about his vision for the founding of the company. It was also an exclusive networking event for these high-level prospects. They don't often get to sit down uh, next to their peers and discuss other business challenges that they may have. Or just, you know, just connect and network. And this event was, again, this was, uh, this was a uh, well-received program or well-received event, my conversion rate, uh, we were selling memberships to our uh, to our program, conversion rate was 80%. So a terrific way to get everybody in the room together, get a bunch of yeses to your offer, to my offer quickly, and get up and running fast. Uh, and then finally, the suggestion here is be where your prospect is scheduled to be. So what I would do is pay attention to the trade organizations and just the local news. Once I knew who my prospects were, find out where they were going to be, where they're going to be interviewed, uh, where they may be keynoting an event or part of a roundtable at an event. And I would be there. Uh, if possible, I'd introduce myself. I'd sit near the front. I'd take careful notes try to ask a question or two and then post event would recap some of the key things that I took away from their talk uh, 
send an email to them pointing that out and then share how it related to our product or service at the time. And the same target market as for the executive breakfast, by the way, it was the same business. And that worked great too. You know, you had to, it, it took a little while longer because you had to find out where they were and, you know, they aren't all speaking somewhere each month or each week. But the conversion rate on that was very high as well. It's just a way to, once you've identified your target customer, find a creative way to reach them that is different from how they're being approached uh, most of the time by other salespeople who would like to uh, do business with them. And so and that, this is the differentiation between being a sales leader and being a sales rep. So I hope these suggestions help. You, you, know, you need to know who your prospect is. Look for ways to get in front of them efficiently and design for an opportunity uh, that lends itself to a high conversion rate. So that's, that's the bottom line. Identify your customer, set your objective, save time, get a fast start. So sales leaders, I believe in you. Make that happen. I want to invite you to, again to visit salesleadershipradio.com where I've identified the 12 mistakes salespeople are making today. Shot a quick video to walk through it. These 12 mistakes are based on my personal observation and experience over a 30-year sales career. Sales leaders know what to do. And as Peter Drucker once said, we don't spend enough we we spend a lot of time telling people what to do and not enough time telling people what to stop doing these 12 mistakes i encourage you to check them out they'll give you some ideas around what to stop doing thanks for listening i'll be back again soon with a new episode please subscribe to sales leadership radio podcast on itunes spotify and google podcasts